Hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre 23 for April 17th, 2017. I'm not Brian Swanson. I might be Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Bark. This week we're going to talk about exciting new changes for fans of the genre, Overwatch Uprising, Persona 5, and Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've got some bad news. Oh no. Oh, no. Happened, didn't it? Oh what? no. Don't, did, did it happen? Don't yeah, do me sorry, like this. Guys. No, look. Are you letting me go? No, you're fine. Mikey, we're all fine. We're all, we're all still employed, but the thing is... Oh, no. The man got to us. We got no. bought. No! Say it so! We got bought by a new, young, stupid little startup for zero dollars, because we're not worth much. Wait, did did we pay zero dollars, or did we no. make zero? They paid us zero dollars to buy us. Oh. It's a zero-sum thing that we wouldn't pay more and, like, receive less than that <laughs> whatever uh, we, uh, we got so, him we got him didn't we fans of the genre is now part of a podcast network and uh entertainment site called infinitedogs.com how does that make you guys feel that sounds so corporate Good. the our, our <laughs> illuminati teases for the past few months have finally come to fruition yeah, but the good news is, guys, I didn't say that I had good news, but it was bad news and good news. It's like the oh. good cop, bad cop. It's the bad good news. news. Is, the good news good is roads, that bad we, roads. we are infinitedogs.com. Oh, that's us. It's Yay. the same thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, infinitedogs.com is a new website brought to you by me, by Mikey, and Brian. And it's... And me. Uh, I already said that. Oh, yeah. Dogs. It's... um. It's going to be sort of the home where uh, this podcast lives. It's also going to be the home where we get to write about uh, video games, music, comic books, um, funny stuff, probably whatever beer I'm drinking that week. U2. Uh, oh, that'd be a good bit. The band U2. Uh, y- yeah, we've ar- you've already written about U2. I've already written about U2. You can look at it. Um, what did I write about? Uh, I wrote about arms. Yeah. Uh, just good old biceps. Yeah. Um, Good old biceps. Uh, the concept of arms. Woods. Yeah, the concept of arms. And then, uh, I wrote um, about Resident Evil. That's true. Yeah. And th- so, then a, a piece I wrote in like February about the Switch. Um, right. That, that I've been like like incubating for this. Yeah, and I wrote a review of the latest Spoon album. The point is, you can check out this site, and it's going to be where everything that we write lives. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Infinite Dogs is a reference to a Griffin McElroy joke from Monster Factory from well over a year ago. Um, yeah. And after I heard it, I bought the domain. And like, like in the middle of he... like watching that episode, right? Didn't yes, yeah, yeah. Just like oh, yes. like let me pause this episode. Let me make sure that yeah. this is on a GoDaddy. Oh, it is, and it's mine. But yeah. I think we can go off on a limb here and say we all like dogs. That's true. Just kidding. Dogs are the best. And we dogs are good. Rarely will probably ever write about dogs, but. That's okay. Um, <laughs> is, is that going to be like the one the rule. untouchable topic? We can't topic? write about dogs. That's just no the dogs. one taboo on infinitedogs.com. No dog right. tent. That's right. Dog tent sounds weird, Brian. I might not. Yeah. Oh, ed- edit that out of the podcast. Okay. okay. That's smart. Yeah, this is a family friendly podcast. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, um, I know. It's really exciting, right? Like I'm really stoked to have a platform to just put thoughts out, out there and actually do constructive things. I, I, I if, anyone who's listening has something that like they've been wanting to uh express or say like write it down write it down like put it yeah. on the internet just do it yeah. um so so infinitedogs.com send it to us and then yeah send it to us you, we'll you can be you. a freelance writer that uh we don't make money off the site so 
We'll pay yeah. you an exposure. Maybe you'll Maybe make money and we won't, and then it'll be yeah. really confusing. Yeah. Right. Uh, it like, I mean, we're kind of goofing a little bit, but like, in all seriousness, this is a really good exercise for us to just get our thoughts out there and to like having a, a site where we can collectively write our own shit and then print business cards and start networking with people is amazing. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the, like for me, it's been very cathartic. Uh, yes. When I was uh, in school full time, working full time, I was also um, an editor, an editor on a video game news site um, where I wrote like 150 articles in like eight months. Wow. Yeah. Damn, Daniel. Yeah. I, Damn. Like, I, I, did, I worked and I did school and, but like my passion was that. And so being able to get back into it, like it's been a long time since I've actually written in like in like the past like week I've written like two things. I have a bunch of things like I'm working on, like kind of bringing these thoughts together while I'm also like working full time and trying to balance having like a normal adult life. And so, yeah, it's great to be back in like the swing of it and working on stuff and yeah, like, like tackling bigger things than just like news. Like, totally. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So. Yeah. Like of like this, seven or eight things that we have like down on there. Like I'm actually like really excited about the direction that we're taking with it. Like, yeah. Um, like nothing seems really like, like trite or like rudimentary. Like, like honestly the, the most like that I can think of is that switch piece that I wrote a few months ago or just like, like it was a take that I had before I started seeing them out there of like, Oh yeah. Like yeah. the switch can be like the Vita, like what the Vita wanted to be. But mm-hmm. otherwise like, your your spoon review is like really good. Um, Thank you. You're, yeah, I really enjoy that. And it's like, what, yeah. I, the, the, and it's, so our site's on Medium, and the cool thing about Medium is like, like just like the way that you can like find and share things. But it's also like, yeah, it's like a two minute read, and like you in like a two minute read like captured like what like yeah. the feel of the album is really well. Like not getting into just like. Oh well, this key change in, in this song, at or this like point. a track by track analysis. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like you know, like everything on here right now is like pretty, like short and digestible, which is how I really enjoy like consuming content. Um, don't like, you I, dare fucking use those words eat it, eat on it, this show. Put it in no. your mouth. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you I mean, consume to just, content. And in general, when I'm like online, I like t- to watch and read things that are kind of yeah. short and sweet, and like I have a really hard time sitting down to read like a 1500 word review of something anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I like kind of getting in, getting out, putting out an idea. And then, you know, hopefully we, if we get like a community going, like for like continuing the discussion and comments and, you know, polite conversation and yeah, like, having dialogues about things like totally. Yeah. yeah and I, I really uh, like that. And I don't, don't want to speak. Go ahead. Well, the website just looks dope as hell. Like, oh, thank you. I think I think yeah. Mikey and I both really appreciate how much work Rhodes has put into uh, both I, this I podcast. They're going to say that you and I like <laughs> put a lot of hard work into it, and we're really proud of what we did, which oh, was yeah. nothing because Rhodes I mean, put it all together. That oh, too, well. but Rhodes really is spearheaded this whole thing, and so I, yeah. I just want want the world to know that Rhodes is uh, certainly a mastermind. It's a group effort. If it weren't for this show, I don't think we do it. We have to stop jerking ourselves off. Um, Guys, oh, we're not supposed to be doing that while we record. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's let's take it from the top. Let's start over. Okay. <clears throat> Hello from and welcome tip. to it. No. Uh, okay. Um, so tell me, guys. Uh, someone give me the lowdown on the latest Overwatch event. It's called Overwatch Uprising. And Brian, you streamed it the other night, but I, I did. didn't watch it. Um, I did. Why don't you I, I got a loot box with nothing in it. 
Uh, and uh, Overwatch Uprising is the newest content update for the game, and so like what that always means is there's limited edition skins and sprays and emotes and cosmetic things to make your characters look unique and different. Uh, it ends May one, and I said the biggest thing that they added to it uh, May, was May first. For, for I do the same thing, Brian. Does. No, 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 no. I do that May at one. my job now too. Uh, <laughs> it's so much easier just to say the number than to add like a th or a. St yeah, but, but, I, but I had to actually like stop and think about it, so I just wanted to make sure it was clear. It's May first. Uh, hey, I got married on April one. Uh, you know. Five dash one dash twenty one seven. So of the Gregorian calendar rising no, ends that, on May first. That sounds like two one seven. Shit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it ends at the end of <laughs> April. And <laughs> uh, uh, the biggest thing that the game adds, uh, or that the update adds, is this um, this mode called Uprising, where it's a it's a flashback to Tracer, one of the, the character on the box art of the game. Uh, her first mission with the team of Overwatch, this crack group of um, heroes that are fighting down militant a militant group of evil robots. And so it's. Uh, I think the best way I described it was it's a four-person World of Warcraft dungeon in Overwatch. Yeah, that's fair. Four-person. So, yeah, so, oh, okay. So on, it's it's a. Uh, is that does that mean it's PVE instead of PVP? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So here's my. Okay, I haven't played Overwatch in a long time because uh, once I fall off of the like competitive shooter that I'm playing and try to get back into it, um, whether it's communication issues or like the player people that i'm playing against have like gotten so good at the game that i just suck and i'm also rusty you know like i just never have fun anymore but the mm -hmm. idea of like a essentially it's like a horde mode right um no uh, it, it's, it's more complex bit. than that it's actually it's so what it is um like the mission's kind of broken down into three waves where the first part you are taking down a uh series of uh like holding points so like you, you go in there, it's like, oh, you got to take point A, point B, point C, and then it becomes a like an escort the payload mission, mm -hmm. and then it becomes a takeout, um, I forget their, their code numbers, but it's the like, original version of the character Orisa, the like the newest mm -hmm. character that they added, it's like a big old like spider mech. Hmm. Um, so it's broken down into three yeah. parts, it's like a squad-based um, like uh, PvE mission, basically, yeah. and it takes about like 20-25 minutes to yeah. actually like bust through it and like even on like normal i was finding it to be like a bit difficult and um that's yeah. part partly because i'm playing on uh consoles and just communication isn't there the same way that it is on pc yeah um, yeah playing on consoles, so it's like really hard to kind of communicate i kept getting stuck as Tor torbjorn which i don't have a problem with i love torbjorn um me too who is like very gadgety and he drops turrets and he has like a pretty decent weapon if you know how to use it but um to this day i have never played torbjorn oh my oh, god torbjorn's great he's Dude, like yeah. actually whenever you're bad like like whenever you're like you're starting out getting back into it torbjorn's actually probably like one of the best characters to get in because like what you like the main kind of tactic with him is like all right put down a turret sit behind it and just whack it with my hammer just to keep healing it while yeah. it does all my dirty work it's probably gun is just like very like easy to, to sort of just spam and yeah but, but not as cheap as like a uh, bastion yeah okay yeah it's probably because of that that i actually don't like torbjorn because i hate face i hate playing against him and like like i said i don't play that often so i don't really know all the counters to every character's like for sure high yeah. offense thing you know um but yeah. i'm yeah, much so more of a diva person how does diva play in uh 
in Uprising. So, so the cool part about Uprising is, uh, at least in the, the main mode, I think that there's a, a different mode, two versions of it, but in the main mode, you are limited to Tracer, Torbjorn, Mercy, and Reinhardt. Ooh. Everyone has to be one of those four characters, and there can be only one of each on the team. And so you sort of have to pick your pick your role, tank, support, offense, and I guess builder yeah. slash defense. Yeah, which is oh, why yeah, I think I got stuck as Tor- Torbjorn, because like, the oh. other three characters would get chosen first. Okay. Um, yeah, and so we get to. I the love last point. Mercy, man. I like. See, which we, is why I wanted to play bit. with you. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize I didn't oh, communicate fair. very well what it was, is because I would kept matchmaking and like mm-hmm. I started as Torbjorn and I had like my tactics down, but like so like before I'd beaten it once, I kept wanting to be Torbjorn because I knew what I needed to do and like what role to provide. Sure. Um, and so like once people realized that they were stuck being Mercy, they would drop out, and so mm. then it would just be like a two or three oh, player version you need of it. Someone who wants to be Mercy. Yeah, and well, and, and I wanted to play with you, like, not, yeah. not just like, oh, hey, no, I like, <laughs> I need a mercy. You need to use like, me. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah it sounds so really I, cool. Like, yeah, I thought, why do I you thought think you actually had, like, are... a better understanding, which is, like, no. well, I was like, yeah, c- come play, Rhodes, you'll love it. And you're like, oh, but then I have to re-download it, but. <laughs> I do <laughs> like sound it. like that whenever I complain. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, my, my thing is I haven't had a lot of time, just frankly. Oh, yeah, like, I, I know. No, yeah. But but it definitely does seem like something that would be, like, your steez. Like sure. that would be right up your alley. I think Kelsey so, was like when we were playing. She was like, "Oh, like this makes me feel like I'm a really good tracer because like, oh, no, absolutely, it's just optimized in a way." And normal mode is like it's easy enough, but challenging enough that like you're pulling off cool plays, but like you're also not fighting against some pro uh, other player. You're just killing yeah, robots and you're not really good about like, killing robots. Yeah, it's not like a Genji who's like hopping like like an actual ninja all over the place. And it's like, you can't even like track them down. It's, it's robots. They kind of like have really simple patterns, but um, there's a lot of them. And it doesn't like, so like the, the tactic is that they just kind of like throw a bunch at you, but it never really feels cheap. It's not like, it's like, Oh, they're just like adding more robots. Cause there's like, um, like your standard, like kind of like humanoid mechs that just like run around. There's these, like these little like kind of dog looking ones that are designed to like destroy and attack the payload. It's like an infinite um, amount of them. Yeah, there are turrets ones that are like Bastion. At the end, there's the ones that are like Orisa. Um, and then there's these like giant floating orbs that just like are designed to go towards the payload and explode to try to do damage to it. And they're like have a fuck ton of health. So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, like like when those guys come in, like Reinhardt needs to use his like slam attack where he just like pushes them back. Like, because like it's really hard to just like if you don't impede their progress it's really hard to take them out with yeah. just like your normal weapons so like there's a lot of like really cool tactics to it and like it's actually like mm-hmm. really well done um you play on the king's row map oh, okay um, it's like a modified version past. of it right yeah yeah yes. in the past yeah so yeah it, it's a diff like slightly different layout like a few of the pathways are closed off um you start backwards you start at the yeah defense entrance and you make your way to the offense entrance and, and then and then back into the end of the payload. It's, it's it's really interesting. Like it uses the whole map for the most part. That's yeah. cool. So I have a this leads me to like a bigger question about Overwatch is like they've got these timed events, right? Yeah. Uh, that come and then go away. But like this is the first time, except for that Halloween event where they like really put the emphasis on PVE, right? Doesn't it sort of feel like I don't know? I guess that Halloween event was a version of this, right? Or is this more fleshed yeah. out to you guys? Oh, this feels way more fleshed out. I think it's a lot more fun than the Halloween okay. one. Okay. Okay. So why do you think that they don't just like give us a PVE mode? 
like a permanent one. So uh, apparently they were saying like, oh, like we have an idea for that, but we don't want to use it on Overwatch necessarily. And hmm. then they kind of like, apparently like they put out the Halloween one and like had like a very light PVE component and like it was received very well. And so then they're like, oh, okay. And then they <laughs> developed Uprising and like, and honestly, like there's actually like a, a not a lot of narrative to it, but like there's actually like m- more than the rest of the game. Like there's a cutscene. Yeah, there's a cutscene, and, like, um, it tells, like, an interesting story through the dialogue, because um, Anna and Reaper, like, before he becomes Reaper, are, like, talking to you through through your headset. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, kind of providing context, and, like, actually, like, since it's a controlled environment, and, like, like you know, like, when you're starting a match, like, people will, like, some characters will have chatter with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that kind of, like, alludes to the fact that they have a history together, since this is a much more confined and... Um, manufactured experience like that dialogue's more specific and actually like does a lot towards like building these characters and the idea that this is like a um like pre-existing world that has like a lot of history and connections in it and like it it builds overwatch in a way that like you know outside of like going through reading all the comics and you know watching all of the videos like in game this is the like best they've done it like actually like creating a story and building that world like it's, it's really cool like i wish that they did more of it like that yeah, I would play way more Overwatch. Like, I I didn't even play the Halloween event. Um, yeah. So um, so like, do you think then that they're just using these seasonal events as a way to like test out features that could make their way in a more permanent sense into like a a sequel or like a follow up to Overwatch? Be cool. I think that. Or think just that we, we... or does Overwatch ever get a sequel and it's just is sort of this? See, that's what is like. I feel like they've said that like. No, Overwatch is like it's just like a ten-year game, huh? Like, I can see that. Like, and I, and I kind of hope it doesn't. At least, like in its current state, like, like they do a really good job at adding content. Like, they're always adding maps. Um, they're always adding characters. They do have yeah. the comics that like kind of supplement the lack of actual narrative in the game. Um, but to have it, like, I, I love this PVE mode. Like, if they kind of did one for each map and like kind of just had those yeah. there. Like, I understand you don't want to draw too much attention away from the matchmaking because that is the core of the game. And, like, yeah. you don't want to, like, take too many players away from that. But, like, I would play the hell out of those. Like, I, not to say that I would stop playing... Like, honestly, I'd probably be more interested in playing the multiplayer if I were back in it, like, in these, like, single-player things. Or not mm-hmm. even single-player, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, something that I don't need, like, 12 people for. It's like, oh, yeah, me and, like, three friends will go and, you know, bust out this PvE mission. Like, and what are... I, I, I just feel like it, it just feels so much more authentic too to have these little like to have a little vignette like this than it does to have like a tacked on campaign that like sure. you find in a Call of Duty or in a in like a Battlefield like it yeah. it was it's really cool and like if if we had one of these every like two months that just told a little bit more about the world like that'd be awesome but it would also be cool for them to like archive it and allow you to play it again or something yeah so or even if they like kind of split all the characters up into like four player group so it's like okay you have this overwatch oh. team their mission like all right now you have like reaper and black widow and sombra and oh, mm-hmm. whoever that fourth person would be like here's Widowmaker, their mission black Mute widow yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah I, I haven't played overwatch in months yeah um, we can tell mikey yeah uh hey buddy but yeah like, like you have that group and then you have junk rat and um roadhog and throw two more people in with them like yeah do like do something with that. Like, I think that would be really cool and like kind of flesh out and like round out the whole cast. Like totally on a, like an on unfair mission. I would like 
punch a human being for oh my gosh uh, just like the, a fu- 10 minute mission where they just like delve into their relationship Love yeah. it. cool the uh the inverse of well it's not necessarily inverse that's just an easy thing to say but like battlefront 2 trailer came out this week as well i haven't oh, yeah. watched oh, yeah. it but they teased a uh a single player campaign for the sequel and i think it's connected to overwatch only because i think they are both released in the same year or within six months of one another yeah, um that's right and battlefront uh was a game that people like were desperately wanting some sort of single player campaign but it yeah. ended up being multiplayer only but it yeah, lacked it, it was like it, the wor- it, it, it was like the worst game that everyone loved yeah and it, it <laughs> like it relied on everyone's collective love of star wars to fill in the narrative gaps that like an overwatch has to yeah. kind of do a little bit extra work to to you know yeah like, like you're, you're fighting on hoth you yeah. know what's going on yeah but like it, no, no, and, it, it ended up feeling totally extremely yeah. shallow and hollow yeah like, totally you're just playing a shell of a universe basically or, yeah and, like, and you could get away with that on like the original battlefronts you know 15 years ago whenever like yeah like well games, clearly games. it's sold well enough that they could get away with it on this one i but well, yeah, it's and, just and, interesting and, to see like their approaches you know because you've got an established franchise with a lot of love mm-hmm. they felt i don't want to assume anything about the development of that but like you know, maybe they felt like they could get away with not so, doing too much, and then they realized that people love just exploring those worlds. At this point, is it a trend? Because we have Battlefront and Overwatch and Titanfall. Yeah, all like, releasing. Uh, the, yeah, they have like their yeah. like initial release, and honestly, yeah. Destiny because Destiny didn't have jack shit for story. Um, <laughs> right. Where it's like, yeah, like, like, oh yeah, we're gonna release like this game without a story, and then on the sequel, we'll follow that up. We're just trying to get everything down on this first one. Well, it's sort of like the it's a different way of doing what Assassin's Creed 1 did where it was like a proof of concept and then yeah. and then the story and the and, mechanics came into play and that, that's what everyone like not to like say this like in a derogatory way but like apologists are saying for Mass Effect Andromeda where it's like yeah like the the second one this team they need to get their you know they need to get like gel together this this was like a trial it's like this was a multi-million dollar trial yeah. if that's what it was yeah. like yeah. yeah and hey yeah. actually that's an interesting question like Brian did are you gonna pick up andromeda anytime soon i'm gonna pick up andromeda after they release that large update to fix a lot of things uh yeah i always sort of uh came back and said like hey like we hear the complaints about our game and so we're going to uh update all sorts of things we're gonna add new dialogue we're gonna fix faces we're gonna um (laughs) just sort of backtrack and do it better you know and i'm on one end i'm like hell yeah that's that's fantastic and that's really awesome on the other hand, I feel for the people who played it when it came out and left with a bad taste in their mouth. I think that yeah. it sucks in that way because it is sort of like an early access game now. I think Ben Kachera wrote that take on Polygon. Yeah. And I know my friend Glenn fucking hated the game and has some scathing review of it on uh, Meta Podcast. And I haven't listened to it yet because I don't know if I... I don't want that to quite color my, my perspective, <laughs> but... yeah. I do want to. I do want to hear his take at some point. I'm. Like, I'm really curious. Like, I had that similar. Like, okay, when No Man's Sky came out and I played yeah. it for a couple weeks, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this another six months. I'll come back to it, and it's going to be really great. And I think three times on this show, I've said, oh yeah, I picked up No Man's Sky again. And I'm going to keep playing it, and I just like I don't. You yeah. know, it's because there's other stuff coming out. I'm distracted. It feels old already. And that's, yeah. like, my own perception problem. But, like, 
I just feel for all these people who like pick up the game, you know, who are super excited about it, right? And and then who make that decision that they maybe they're going to hold off. But are they really going to give it the like eighty hours it deserves, like in three or four months from now? I don't know. Yeah, in Mass Effect. I think, I think I will. You know, if we hit we hit a summer drought at some point, I think that's the perfect time for it. I think it'll have those updates. Still a Mass Effect apologist to some extent. I'm, I'm not as much of an apologist as that as Mikey like just sort of mentioned, but like um, with how people view the the team. But I think that there is some good in that game that I'm really excited to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it's, this is must be like a weird period for them where like I can't imagine they're having like really any sales right now in Mass Effect Andromeda because it's like, all right, the original release is underwhelming. Like, let's wait and see how this patch does. Um, but to that effect, you might also see an uptick in, in sales if like that patch comes out and it's like, oh, okay, like this fixes like obviously like not like the story problems with the game, but like this makes the like moment to moment experience of the game, like much more palatable. I wonder if they're going to try to like do something for the people who bought it, you know, like Nintendo did that ambassador program for the 3DS when they dropped the price, like try to make good or make things whole again in some way. Um, but yeah, I, it almost reminds me of the Batman Arkham Knight situation, keeping in mind the game isn't nearly as broken, or isn't broken like <laughs> Batman Arkham Knight was, but I just imagine that sales, you're right, have just slowed to nothing. Yeah, which which really sucks. Like, like I, I was, like, early on, kind of, like, because they were just sort of, like, at like an EA event, like, Mass Effect and Drama, and everyone was, like, kind of, like, all right, this is the best game of whatever year it comes out, we already know what it is. And I was just kind of like, guys, like they didn't even say anything. Like, I felt like they didn't really show any of the game until like right before it came out. And I was yeah. like, months ago on the bombcast, I remember, it. I remember, well, they did and they didn't. Right. Cause they announced that they were working on a mass effect game like five years ago. And then they showed people working in a computer. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and everyone was like, Holy shit, this is going to be so good. It's like, they didn't, I was bummed. They didn't show anything. They didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that kind of color, like, that colored my perception of the game, and, like, I felt really bad about being, like, I told you guys, like, like, like you should have waited for something to have come out, like, you know, like, it wasn't as bad as, like, No Man's Sky, where it's, like, like, we don't really know what's gonna go on here, but, it, and, like, to be fair, it's, like, yeah, it is another Mass Effect, but, like, I still needed, like, like, alright, this is a new group, this is a new era, like, what yeah. made this game was the story of, like, Shepard and the Normandy, and, like, all of these people and like now that they're moving on from that and you know almost seemingly like moving on into like a new universe like now that like the way that three ends up it's like that whole universe kind of gets disconnected you know disconnected and ceases yeah. to be in it, in its current state like yeah. i was like yeah I, I don't know how this is going to turn out like i never really played mass effect for like the great combat you know as much yeah. as i d- did enjoy it but like yeah I, I feel bad for having any kind of like vindication like something not doing well yeah. But like I I was just like I didn't understand like the hype to the extent that it was. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it uh maybe it should have gotten another delay. And uh speaking of games that got multiple delays, <laughs> you two played Persona 5 sort of. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Like I've done like a few battles. Okay. Um, I haven't done any. So Persona is a like or I guess I have, but <laughs> Persona is like it started off as a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei series, which is an old, like, hardcore Japanese RPG uh, series. And then it spun off into its own, um, probably reaching peak popularity with Persona 
four after like a pretty successful three. Yeah, like um, setting aside five, then yeah, per, per, yeah, Persona Four, and specifically, it's like re-release on Vita. Like yeah, that that's when it like entered the huge. collective dialogue or something. I don't yeah. know. And now Persona uh, Five is like one of like it's Bandai Atlas, like one of Atlas's Atlas. like best-selling games yeah. in like at least like a decade. Yeah. yeah. So these are like all Persona games are different, but they all sort of share similar themes, right? Like they all kind of set in high school. Yeah, high school area teenage angst. Yeah, and like yeah. anime, anime. Yeah, it's all anime. Um, but like Persona 3 and 4 established the social links, which is like the main reason why I think people actually play it aside from like the narrative. It's like they want to establish a high ranking friendship with the non-playable characters mm-hmm. uh, because that gives you benefits in battle, but it also lets you date some people and smooch them on the lips. And uh, I remember playing that on Vita and I thought uh, with Persona 4 Golden and I thought like those games, that game's really cool. Um, but I'm not like excited for Persona 5, even despite everything that people are saying. I'm just like, it's one of those things that I feel like I kind of know what to expect and I kind of got what I wanted from 4 and I don't need to play another one. Mm. Yeah, so I have put in like maybe an hour into it. Like I haven't done much. It's been largely exposition, which mm-hmm. um, especially early on in the game is like Persona really suffers from. Yeah. Like, a lot of the takes I was seeing, like right before release, it's like fuck. I'm gonna need to read a bunch this week because <laughs> Persona comes out, um, and like it's really interesting. Like the like kind of um, like teenage angst and like par- like adults don't understand or adults are bad kind of mentality is like really on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, like in in interesting ways, um, just like from like the general plot of the game. Um, and I don't know how much of the is it how much of it is like a Japanese thing, but uh, the basic plot of the game is that you are this like maybe like fifteen year old boy who is like he's a crime boy, yeah, bad boy. So he but it's not a bad boy. No, no, because like, what what happens is like he's walking down the street and he witnesses a woman being assaulted by a drunk man, and you stop this process, you stop this from happening, and in the process injure the man. And yeah. he presses charges on you. He's gonna uh, get you. And he so, gets ya. so now you have a criminal record. You get uh, expelled from school, and uh, the only way that you don't go into a juvenile detention center is that your parents agree to like send you away to a new town. Um, yeah, they just like dump you. Yeah, and like apparently, like your parents don't give a shit about you. The, your old school didn't give a shit about you. Um, the president, the principal of this new school is like really shitting on you, and he's like, I don't even know why I took you here. And then the stranger that you're now living with, and like in a town you'd know nothing about is just shitting on you the entire time for being a god awful human being for yeah. stopping a sexual assault. And it's really weird. Like I haven't gotten too far beyond like, like setting the table for this game, mm-hmm. but like, it's a little weird. Like, and I don't know if it's like, yeah, I, I don't know what the like disconnect for me is. Like, I don't know if it's just supposed to be like, you know, like, because it is, like, apparently, like, a really wealthy person that you, like, stop from assaulting a woman, and he's like, fuck you, I'm rich, I can do whatever I want to you. Like, <laughs> like, like somebody in a very high office that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I don't know, <laughs> like, and so, like, that has to, like, I assume is going to be a part of it where it's like, like, yeah, like, you got in trouble because, like, this dude's in a place of power, and, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's really weird. I haven't gotten too deep into it. It still feels like very much like a PS2 JRPG to me when it comes to like the combat and everything. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty like, turn-based. Yeah, I, and like coming off of Zelda, like walking around and trying to explore these like environments, it feels very claustrophobic. Like you're just like walking down like tight alleyways, and like it's got like an even worse camera than like uh, Yakuza did. Mm. Like it, it, it feels very much like oh, I'm walking around y- Yakuza, but it's like got a like cell shaded like really cool like pop art style and it feels like much more claustrophobic and it seems like there's even less to do and it's like hmm. less open-ended but a- again i'm like i've discovered a small sliver i haven't even like formed my yeah my cool cool gang yet and given them a cool name um i did name my crime boy day trader vader oh good <laughs> um because he it looks like him especially like in the shot where it's like you name him like you're in like an interrogation room like that is my name and like yeah like he just like looked a lot like uh griffin mcelroy's sweet boy from monster factory Ah. um i think sort of closing thought my favorite quote so far is when the um the drunk rich man said the police are my bitches yeah that was that was really funny pretty badass (laughs) so you know who you fucked with the police are my bitches like oh the writing sounds really good (laughs) it it, it is actually really funny and the writing's actually not bad like i'm 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 enjoying it the the voice acting is a little odd it feels very like Oh shit! We gotta put this game out. Let's record it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I enjoy. It. I've never really gotten too deep into Persona. Um, yeah. Like Same, I, I never played one. Like, and, and a big part of it is like Persona Four. I could play on the go, like anytime, anywhere. Uh, no. Yeah. That's, no so that's just the, right. Your way. Have fun. The, the, the thing that I'm hearing a lot about uh, Persona is that like a lot of people played it uh, played four on the Vita and they're used to that style of gameplay as a mobile game. Like it, it weirdly works as a portable structure, especially because you can pick it up, advance the dialogue a little bit, maybe up a social link and then just put it in sleep mode and then come back a couple hours later. It feels really weird to be tethered to a TV to play a game like this. Yeah. I I rarely Mm -hmm. play like console games in like 30 minute increments Mm -hmm. um, or or less. Um, And like, I feel like persona like is really like conducive to that. Like it's not a game that I can really feel like I can binge. Um, Yeah. If only like some Japanese company had made a very good portable gaming device lately, that would have been like great for persona, but what are you going to do? And what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Japan. Um, yeah, yeah, so I that kind of I, makes me think about, like, um, you guys are talking about this with Zelda all the time, and I've heard it a lot as well, but uh, I'm not playing Zelda as much as I thought I would, and I think it's because I'm playing it on Wii U, and it, because mm-hmm. I can't take it with me anywhere. Uh, See, and and I, it, I mostly played it, like, in bed. Me too. Yeah, I could do that with the tablet, but it doesn't yeah. feel as right. So maybe it's actually not that. But I, I thought people were raving about this Zelda for the novelty of being able to take it wherever they wanted, or at least in that, part uh, because that, of that. That that's a big part of it. Like that's nice, and I I honestly feel like like I I can't imagine playing it on the Wii U controller. I guess I feel like it's less tactile. Like just from like like a hardware perspective, like the um both like the switch controller and the pro controller just feel a lot more tactile and like mm-hmm. it feels a lot more conducive to that kind of a gameplay where it's like i can easily go back and play mario but i yeah i, I can't even imagine like the wii u gamepad feels much more like a toy compared to how the switch feels yeah it does so, like i i feel like it might 
B because of that, like the hardware just feels a little more plasticky and a little more gimmicky and and honestly the the screen doesn't look nearly as good as what the that switch, switch screen, screen looks like. Looks really nice. Yeah. Um, oh well. Yeah. It, it's, um, keep playing, man. I will. I will keep playing. I am enjoying it. Um, I do really like how. I mean, I I don't know what I could add to the conversation, but like just being able to like go anywhere and just sort of set your own little goals and have it still feel like you're accomplishing little things is really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and it doesn't really happen in this style of game. In retrospect, I kind of wish that there were more like really like intensive side quests like Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I would have. Like, the thing is that there's a lot of side quests in that game, so um, gotcha. But yeah, just something that's like a little bit more like intense and demanding in the way that. Um, Majora's Mask is and um and mm-hmm. the reward is like tip like not even always like a like um shrine or whatever it's usually like oh here's a cool sword or here's some rupees or here's yeah like, diamonds or whatever and like having like the like very um like tangible reward of like oh like here's the bunny hood and you can now you can run around like real fast like an asshole yeah, um, yeah. or like whenever you earn the um, like the couple's mask after doing that, like incredibly exhaustive, like multi-day cycle quest and mm-hmm. yeah, like in retrospect, like that would be my one like kind of gripe, and that's such a fucking tedious thing to bitch about because like that, that's not what that game is about necessarily. It might just be yeah. like what I'm itching for, um, but gosh, yeah, that game's, that game's good. Um, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, um, I'm cool. gonna keep playing it, and I'm gonna keep playing video games, guys. I think I've um, decided. I'm gonna be out of state for a little while next week, so I probably won't play too much other than Zelda. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Just tell you how um, to switch is when I travel. Totally. Uh, thank you all for listening to fans of the genre. You can find us at our new home at infinite.com/slash/fans of the genre, um, which is pretty say, exciting. In- InfiniteDogs.com. Did I say that? No, you said infinite.com. Oops. Fuck, I'm going to edit it. You can find us at infinitedogs.com uh, slash fans of the genre. You can follow Infinite Dogs at infinite underscore dogs or on Facebook at fb.me slash infinite dogs 420. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter at fans of genre and uh, at, sorry, God, I'm like fucking drunk or something. And at facebook.com slash fans of the genre. No. Uh yeah, and I'm on Twitter at Rhodes Clark. I'm on Twitter at Brian T. Swanson. I'm on Twitter at Mikey Krieger. And thank you uh to John Bash for scoring our theme song. It's beautiful and I love it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go download it's, the latest Kendrick Lamar oh, album. Shit. We it's out, I bought it. Fucking Kendrick Live Watch and I yeah. dropped that fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, um so I'm gonna go listen to that now. Thanks for listening. Arf. Arf arf. Bark bark, woof woof. Bork, bork, bork. Little bow wow.